0: The Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Welcome to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstireonline.com. Here's your host, Marsha Kavalik. Broadcasting live from the
1: Hoppy Kirchable Building in historic Martinsburg, West Virginia. It is Panhandle Live for the second day of October, 2023. I'm Luke Wiggs, Marsha Kovalec, alongside Marsha. How was your weekend before we get into the conversation? It
2: was such a... I can't imagine a more beautiful weekend outside. I, I wish we could just, you know, bottle and, and sell this every weekend till after Christmas. That would be lovely. However, comma, I was stuck inside cleaning.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. I I, I will say... <laughs> That uh, my my weekend included a, a brief away, or spore away spore a that's the word I was trying to yeah. use uh, down to the uh, the apple butter festival which was cool spending some time at Berkeley Springs oh you got down to the I did I spent the, about thirty Springs. minutes with boots on the ground before okay. I had to come back and watch a Do, Sunday full of NFL football doing like
2: a preview of, yeah. of the uh, of the apple butter festival actually we'll be talking a little bit more about that a little later however. In studio with us, uh, because it's all things Apple exactly. this time of year uh, in the panhandle, and Apple Harvest Festival is coming up. It's coming back 19th, uh, October 19th through the 22nd, and we're pleased to have in studio the Grand Marshal of the Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival, Skylar Shea, and uh, her groupie. Christian Lopez, her husband. Welcome in, both of you.
3: Hello. Oh, it's okay. good to be
2: here. <laughs> Happy to be here. So someone said when, when I said, oh, you know, scholar's coming in. Oh, you think Christian will be there? Said, yeah, of course. Yes, of course.
4: I it would be very odd.
2: I can't go example. anywhere without him. <laughs> so cool. So I understand uh, that it, it's Christian's fault that you got this great responsibility. Oh, yes. Isn't it, it just you. amazing? Yeah, a few
3: months ago, he, he, uh, he goes, hey, you know, how about um, how about I pitch you? For the apple harvest show and I said yes baby I think that sounds great please and um here we are and we're Worked very like excited. A charm. yeah it did so work like a charm <laughs> it's not like you don't come back to Martinsburg
2: a good bit and you just happen to like put this on your calendar right?
3: yeah it's great you know recently you know we haven't been able to get back here too much just mm-hmm. because of all the shows we have when we're on the road but uh it's great to always come back here it's a second home to me my husband's from here mm-hmm And um, we're very excited. So I
2: asked you a little bit before the show, had you ever been in a parade like this? And you you really can't remember having been in one, especially as the Grand Marshal. Yeah,
3: I experienced it when Christian was Grand Mm Marshal in 2017. That was great. So I I felt like I was able to understand the fun and the feeling of everyone around. And I guess, Christian, were you... Were you in the band at, at Martinsburg
2: High School? Did you do the parade when you were younger?
4: No, I never actually did. I wasn't in the marching band or anything like that. Okay. I was in the jazz band. So oh, they didn't, they I didn't let the those kids go bass. out. No, no, I can't really walk with the stand-up no, uh No, uh, my brother, however, he was in the marching band. Mm-hmm. He did that kind of stuff. But um, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I've done the uh, Apple Harvest though, a couple times. I think uh, back when uh, I was in high school, we did the. Uh, they had me in the uh, – and an old car going to the parade. And then, of course, we did the Marshall in 17. And mm-hmm. and my my family, you know, they've you know always been a big part of the festival. So it's, I grew up going to that thing. And, you know, so it's uh, pretty nostalgic. So it's amazing that Skylar can be part.
1: Well, in a list of career accomplishments, where does being the Grand marshal <laughs> rank for you? In your hometown.
4: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it sort of kicked things off because I was, uh, I was uh, nice and young and fresh when that happened. So, <laughs> so it, I mean, it was good for my soul, and, you know, good memory.
2: <laughs> and now you get to, to kind of extend that on to Skylar. So uh, have they told you what to expect? I mean, when you show up and what you're supposed to wear. Are you going to be in a convertible
3: or how oh, does this yes. work? They sent us a whole list of all these lovely events for attending. Isn't that right, baby? <laughs>
4: Big old itinerary and we got a nice uh, nice ride for Skylar to, to you know, wave from Christian Christian
3: will be driving. Okay. I'll be right next to him.
2: That's so cool. Yes. Very cool. So, um, what are some of the events that you guys are looking forward to as far as apple harvest then? Because I know some of them will be official.
3: We get know? to eat apples,
2: right? Maybe.
1: At some <laughs> so, point,
3: hopefully. I'm looking forward to a really, really nice red apple. I'm excited to
4: see all of Skylar's gowns she's been spending the last oh. few weeks probably a couple months uh, getting some you know the gowns ready for these three four specific nights oh wow i mean it's very important
3: right yes it is must search when you find out you have an event you're attending Mm -hmm. you must find your you know your perfect dress so
2: i'm just going to go down the list and i'm not sure how many of these you have to attend in your official capacity but the the royal gala is thursday october 19th Uh, The Pomona Ladies' Brunch is Friday the 20th. The Coronation is at Airborne Church at 6 p.m. The Queen's Grand Ball at 7 p.m. So that's Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, of course, is the parade the apple trample uh the, all the pop-up shops and the craft fairs the pancake breakfast so some of these you're probably like i have to be at that i have to be at that um and and then sunday they're uh, having church at the fairgrounds uh apple pie sales the carnival and lots of lots and lots of contests so uh, pretty big weekend so do you guys plan to be here for pretty much the whole weekend
4: yeah, we're yes. gonna be it for the entire weekend, and actually, we're doing sort of a big finale separate from the festival at Bricks Twenty Seven on Sunday, the twenty second, six p.m. It's a ticketed event, but it's a it's an event where Skyler and I will be uh, sort of just hangling, hanging, and mingling. Skyler will be doing a meet and greet. I will play a couple of songs. I Perhaps like that hangling. We hangling,
2: mingling. <laughs> yeah. That's our new word. We just hangling. started it. I like it. Thank you. You just said it on the radio, so now it's a it's a it's but a word we trademark.
4: Well, join us at Bricks Twenty Seven for some hangling on on. <laughs> October twenty second. Be there or be square. Because that's where that's where we're gonna have the big finale party. So we'd we love will, to see yes.
3: It. And we're looking forward to seeing everyone there.
2: So that, as you mentioned, that's separate from the MSHF uh, events. It is a ticketed event, but it is a chance for folks to catch up with you guys. It's probably kind of interesting coming back home and this to your kind of adopted hometown now, Skylar. Everyone kind of says, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you were in town. I wanted to hook up with you. I wanted to touch base." And this is a chance for people to actually spend some time that's right absolutely.
3: absolutely
2: so how busy have you guys been i know you mentioned that it, it's been a little harder to get back home what have you guys been into
4: well since covid we've been basically in los angeles we uh had a uh, uh a uh, ranch in new mexico for the last two years that we've been living on and writing music on uh, me personally and then the shows just uh ever since you know the world's back in order shows have been mayhem yeah. <laughs> it's a busy fall schedule luckily skylar loves the road she loves touring so do you I do, yes you, and
3: I, I plan the entire calendar yeah. So our Google calendar is all linked with everyone and I'm, I'm in there. I'm doing all the hotels, all the flights. That's so awesome. It always
2: takes like each relationship has to have that, that one person who's, Yes. In charge of that, that, that stuff. Is, that is me. Oh,
4: yeah, especially when you're on the go this much. We're headed to Atlanta today. Yeah, right after. Actually, oh my gosh. In the Asheville the oh, next yeah. day, and the-
3: yeah, and then we head to Amsterdam this weekend. Oh, that my. is way cool. Yeah. So Christian Amsterdam, started. and then you're coming back home for. We're that. actually Amsterdam, then we're gonna head to LA, and then we're gonna <laughs> come back to Martinsburg.
1: Yeah, we literally hop off the plane and take her to her first event.
3: Yeah, from L. Yeah, we're, yeah. So it, I can't even imagine.
1: Well, and certainly, obviously, you talk about spending a lot of time in LA. Is there a part of it for for either of you guys that kind of miss the fall weather? I'm sure that you don't get fall weather like you do well, out but, here. In, but in, in... Skylar,
2: you didn't really grow up in. Having fall, necessarily, know, did you? Right?
3: You grew yeah, from I California? Grew, I grew up in Beverly Hills. So, yeah. I miss the fall but
1: weather.
4: I, I but do again, love
3: the fall. I, yeah, there's something can special. You
4: access it in other states. Uh, that's the, that's the Even beauty. Even Northern California. You go up a little northern you yeah. get some of that fall. Solvang.
3: We have Santa Barbara. You go a little past Santa Barbara, you had Solvang. Cutest quaint towns. Yeah. I bet you're you're
2: absorbing all this different traveling you're doing, too. But like when, when he's out on the road and you're with him, he's got you know work to do and he's doing sound checks and all that do you get to do exploring or do you wait until he's done and you guys go do oh, stuff oh
3: what's so great is that we explore but before we head to the show we always explore I and see. once we get to the venue i mean he sound checks and then we get to go have like dinner and we get to roam around and we don't separate yeah we're we're <laughs> we're together you th-
4: honestly touring is the best job because it's so fun you know uh you you, you have your show time every night but until then, you're basically free reign in a new city, you know, so you get to go and have a good time, and Scott and I, we feel like we've seen it all a hundred times at this point, but, you know, there's there's always still something new to see, and, you yeah. know, it's always good to get out there and explore. And wander so wander to. those towns. Well,
1: do you guys have favorite places to play and visit now that you've kind of been all over?
4: Well, my favorite venue's uh, probably like 930 Club in D.C. or mm. oh, uh, yeah. Fort Worth, Sundance Square, Texas, uh, but collectively just as far as cities we love to visit when we're on the road, what would you say should?
3: Um. Oh.
4: Houston. We like mm-hmm. Houston. Love Houston. Uh, and we love uh, Denver, and we love Indianapolis. Ooh. I'm just yeah. thinking of a time. Indianapolis I'm trying, gets a I'm going, out. I'm Interesting. Yeah, me like we, yeah. we love it. Amsterdam's like probably going to be a nice favorite after. <laughs> That's going to be good.
2: We have cool. three shows over there. It's yeah. going to be crazy. That's going to be amazing. Wait. Maybe you could rent a bike and just I actually have, see yes. the... See the city. Well,
4: keeps us to rent a bike. Somebody <laughs> says that. Well, you know, it's gonna be
3: it's gonna be our one year wedding anniversary. Oh, how cool is that Thank you, and my birthday. So we're all celebrating it in, oh, in the Netherlands. Congratulations
2: and happy birthday too. Thank you. It's amazing when you go over there and you see like every everyone's just so used to biking or you know other other modes of transport, and you're like, wow, so I mean, so these really old people. You we're know, so American. Know, yeah, it's so it's, cool. Yeah, that they're, that they're, <laughs> I know. <Our> yeah. <laughs> how
3: dare us? <laughs>
2: So uh, Skylar Shea is with us, along with uh, Christian Lopez. She's the Grand Marshal for the Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival. You can find out more information about the Apple Harvest Festival and its calendar at msahf.com. And, uh, you know, we look forward to to seeing you guys back in town, seeing some familiar faces. And I'm sure it'll be a bit of a surreal experience sitting there in that car, driving by all these, you know, the, the parade route just gets lined up earlier and earlier. And just being part of a little bit, little slice of small town Americana. Oh yes, there's nothing better. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And
1: uh, before we guys, uh, we let you guys go. You mentioned the the hangling again, the finale on October 22nd. <laughs> where where can people find tickets for that?
4: You can find that on uh, the Bricks 27 social media and things like that. Uh, tickets uh, from Eventbrite. So on their website, I'm sure. Bricks 27.
2: Mm-hmm. All, All right. right,
1: guys. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really eventful next couple of weeks, and uh, we really <laughs> appreciate you giving us the time this morning. Thank Thank you. you. Yes, thank you. We'll step aside and more Panhandle Live will be after this.
0: Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg, it's Panhandle Live.
1: Welcome back into Panhandle Live, broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building. Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full service auto care with a higher level of care. With two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville, online too at countryroads, tire, and Auto.com Today, I'm Luke Wiggs, Marsh Kovalik, alongside. What I meant to say in the first segment was I got to spend some time in Berkeley Springs on Sunday, where the Apple Butter Festival mm-hmm. is going to be. Uh, we have Previewing. the apple, exactly. We have the Apple Harvest Festival coming up as well with our, <laughs> our first guests. So it's uh, it's fair season, it's festival season, and it's apple season.
2: It's yeah, it's apples wall to wall to wall to wall. Yeah, and uh, I that reminds me my daughter who's home really wants to make sure she gets to oars before the harvest season is done. And it's going to look a lot different than when we all went to oars when she was like nine, because, um, you know, she's going to be doing like the pumpkin spice stuff and, you know, (laughs) we don't have to traipse through the pumpkin patch and all that, but I'm sure she'll, she'll pick up some fall oriented things. Anyway. Um, Speaking of seasonal, uh, it is actually tax filing season uh, in the counties in West Virginia. Your assessment forms uh, are due usually by October 1st. But because October 1st fell on a Sunday, uh, I I called the Berkeley County uh, Assessor's Office just to kind of confirm, and, and this should be the rule for the other counties of the Panhandle as well, Jefferson and Morgan, today is the deadline for your personal property assessment forms if you're filing them online through midnight, if you're doing them in person, you should drop them off uh, before five o'clock at the assessor's office, which here is at 400 West Stephen Street uh, in Martinsburg. And this is your personal property or mobile homes or livestock. It does not this you don't have to renew when you when you have real estate in the county. Because I asked that question too. That automatically gets assessed. Um, But this is for if you've got vehicles, boats, that kind of thing, uh, you are tasked with giving them a detailed list of what you've got and um, the VIN numbers and all of that. And if anything has changed prior to July 1st of this year, um, you, you are to mark that on the assessment. And so those are due online by midnight today, tonight rather, or by five at the assessor's office in person
1: a fantastic reminder because i can't remember if uh if my parents are still handling my personal property tax for my car or not so i will make that car uh, that call after Yeah, maybe make a call
2: (laughs) please please make a note of it um also the outdoor burning uh season restrictions are in place and that means basically during the daylight hours you shouldn't be burning brush or anything like that there are some special permits that you can get for events and things like that however um, because of the nature of the daylight hours and the propensity for things that are burning uh, in dry conditions and during this time of year to, to get out of hand, uh, they're asking you to curtail outdoor burning. Even if you've got a brush pile that you're just itching to light fire to, um, wait until uh, the, the restrictions are over. And I think it's um, like after 7. Hmm. So
1: Good to know. Pass yeah. that information along.
2: Um, yeah, which we, we kind of just did. Absolutely. Also, uh, late on Friday, we got a press release saying that a packaging facility, uh, you might know them as United Forest Products, but they were rebranded in 2020 to UFP, and there is a, a packaging lumber and material buildings plant over in Ranson, and uh, they are being uh, tasked with a $215,000 settlement.
1: Yeah, it's a $215,000 settlement in connection with race and religious harassment uh, that was filed by one of his pl- employees. Uh, a black Muslim worker was accusing UFP and LLC, of creating a hostile work environment uh, because of his race and religion. They reached that settlement on Thursday, as you mentioned. We got wind of this a little bit later on Friday um, afternoon, um, but claimed that repeatedly they called the worker offensive names. I told a member that the members of the Ku Klux Klan worked at the facility and they threw objects at him while he was in prayer, uh, sought to block and intimidate him when he sought access to the time clock and other things like that, and required him to perform unnecessary tasks. And it's it's just a really uncomfortable list of, of, of grievances committed against this employee. But uh, as you mentioned, um, it's a $215,000 settlement. Uh, and it also says that UFP ransom is prohibited from engaging in race or religious discrimination and retaliate or retaliation in the future. Um, so a small amount of justice, certainly for the individual that, that suffered a lot of hardship again, uh, at this EEOC, uh, UFP packaging plant in Jefferson County.
2: Right. So, uh, you can read more about that in an article, uh, at com. Also Metro News, uh, has it as well, uh, also at Panhandle dot com you can see other articles. For example, um the town of Bath or Berkeley Springs is cracking down on wrongway parkers. Uh we had Morgan County Sheriff uh Casey Bohr on last week and he said for a while when they didn't have anyone really at the helm at the police office, some of these um police departments, excuse me, some of these uh ordinances kind of didn't get enforced as much.
1: Over the last several years. Berkeley Springs has not had a police department in various periods of time because they didn't have a chief or whatever. So the sheriff's department and state police would cover the town. Well, we don't or we can't enforce town ordinances. We can only enforce state law. So a lot of those things probably went to the wayside because there was no town police to do so. Chief Carper put out to give a grace period to educate people. and, And after that, people will be punished for not learning you know the rules
2: so uh until the 14th if you park weird <laughs> in berkeley springs uh wrong way in some of those um those uh pull-in uh, parking spots you'll get a warning on your on your uh windshield just be fift- cognizant
1: i mean yeah. look and see how everybody else is parked and then just kind of follow suit. D- like
2: they have lines yeah. they're <laughs> actually there are lines so um on the 15th actual tickets are going to start to be handed out so just be aware of that also at panhandlenewsnetwork.com there is a regional gas price roundup of from triple a morgan county motors are paying 358 a gallon jefferson county 360 berkeley county 367 statewide the average is 358 that article also has kind of a rundown of regional gas prices as well spoiler alert it's cheaper in virginia
1: and it's significantly more expensive in Pennsylvania. Right, they're paying three dollars and eighty-seven the, cents a gallon. The headline
2: at, on the news prep was, "Gas prices cheaper and you know are down in Pennsylvania." I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe comparatively, but uh, yeah, gas up before you head up to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be upside down, like it used to be different. Like you, you'd go elsewhere for cheaper gas prices, but pretty much Virginia. And West Virginia and Maryland a little cheaper.
1: It was funny, uh, hearing Shepherd Head Football Coach Ernie McCook. He was talking on the McCook show on ninety five nine the big dog last Thursday about the Shepherd football game. They were able to defeat Shippensburg and Shippensburg's just about an hour away on eighty one. And he said that he refuses to stop at any point for gas in that town, to eat in that town, mm. you know, because Schiffensburg Cause and the rival. Well, no, oh. because it's I don't want to yeah. give any money to Schiffensburg. Oh. And he said, if I had my way, I wouldn't give any money to the state of Pennsylvania. But while I'm sitting there and listening to him saying that, I'm thinking, well, you're probably saving about 25 cents a gallon in gas.
2: Yeah, okay. Well... I guess. So it's frugal and. Do you? And. and there right? You
1: go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yay, team. Um, also at panhandlenewsnetwork.com before we have to go to the bottom of the hour break, uh, there are road work updates. Our friends over at the Division of Highways send us these every week to let us know what's happening the week in advance. So I'm passing those on to you. Uh, basically, uh, it, it's the usual suspects on I 81 because they're if it's not paving or uh, exit extension, they're doing the. The uh, high mast electrical pole installation, and that. So there's a listing of what we have from the Division of Highways. Of course, stay alert in work zones and exact schedule, weather dependent.
1: All right, there you have it. We'll take a uh, quick break when we come back. Uh, Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission Superintendent attendant, uh, attendant, Pastor Tim Garina, will be joining us.
0: Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg, it's Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network.
1: Welcome back into Panhandle Live, broadcasting from the Hoppy Kirchhoff Building. I'm Luke Wiggs, Marcia Kovalik alongside, and Marcia, our next guest joining us in studio.
2: Friend of the program, Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission Superintendent Pastor Tim Garino joins us. Welcome in.
5: Hey, thanks for having me on, and it's great, and it's a beautiful day out there. Isn't it? It's yeah.
2: so lovely. It's just, just, I love this time of year. This is my favorite. Yeah. I might say spring is my favorite come spring, but this is my favorite. All yeah. is my favorite. I think I agree with you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: so big doings happening. We've of course we've been talking a lot about the six oh four project mm-hmm. on uh you know, on our visits with you. Yeah. And tomorrow's big day.
5: Yeah, tomorrow's our ribbon cutting ceremony at ten AM. And then we'll be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. for tours and everything. And we're excited. We're all set to go. We're about 170000 short of our goal. So we hope we can raise all that tomorrow with the, with the ribbon cutting and the tours. And also, um, you know, with... Uh, uh, all that going on. We're still in the process of hiring staff for the 604 project. So if you're in, and volunteers, so if you're looking for a job, go online, Mission.com and hit the, there's like a red thing that comes across. It says employment opportunities, hit that button and all the job descriptions are on there and the applications on there. Don't call me, fill out all that paperwork, send it in and then I'll call you. So
2: re- <laughs> reset this project. Yeah. This is uh a house, basically a structure that is beside the sitting Union Rescue Mission Mm -hmm. uh, off King Street. And uh, talk about where this idea came from, what this will be, and how it will serve the community.
5: Um, Well, uh, prior to uh, me coming here, they uh, were approached by an individual to do something with that building. And at the time, the mission was in a transition. Pastor Crow was retiring, and eventually he passed away. And in that process, they were interviewing me as a candidate to, from California to come here, uh, and other candidates. Um, and then make a long story short, they chose me. Pastor Crow passed away in um, the fall of 2018. I was hired January of 2019 to take over, came here. Uh, the board sat me down and said, Hey, uh, we need to do something with this. And, uh, we made make a long story short. We did a lot of our due diligence, investigate the other areas where we maybe could have it because this is, um, this house is for, uh, homeless families for transitional, uh, living for homeless families. And it's going to be six apartments and there'll be a staff office there. It'll be monitored 24 seven by staff and volunteers. And so this project came about, um, we went and met with a lot of people, talked to a lot of people, um, Randy Smith is really the one that inspired this, actually. He's the one that approached the board before I ever showed up.
2: The he, former uh, sheriff, yep. magistrate, and yep. Powerball winner. Yep. He does a lot of uh, yeah. philanthropy in, right. the, in the county.
5: Right. And then uh, our board at the time, because they were going through a transition, said they couldn't do anything like that. And then he approached United Way, and United Way did some stuff with that money, and a lot of that money United Way has now. And they've been blessing a lot of programs through that money that they got and put it away. And they did, it's a great... It all worked out. Everything worked out the way the Lord wanted it to work out for the community because United Way now is constantly blessing people every year with money funds from that. We were able to raise funds. In fact, some of those funds helped 604, the whole project thing. Uh, Penny Porter and the board of the United Way has been a big blessing. So we put this together. It's been about 18 months now. We've been raising this money. Uh, We kicked it off with a big fundraiser at uh, Independent Bible Church, and then we've gone from there and— I'll just be honest with you. It's a God thing because um, I've been burning the candle at both ends and doing a lot of other things. And the Lord just keeps bringing funds in and it's coming together. And it's a separate uh, account that all the funds go into and that's spent for that. We're going to, once all the money's raised, uh, the building's completely paid for. It's completely remodeled. um, And then money will be uh, for staffing for the next two years and expenses. And we're almost there. Um, that's what is
2: what. the what is the fundraising goal?
5: Fundraising goal is one point six million. So we're over one point four right now. Uh, we need about one hundred seventy left to something like that to. F- finalize it to 1.6
2: and you don't want to open it until you've got all of the these in place right? i
5: I really don't but i think we will step out on faith november if i can get all the staff hired by no and trained and volunteers trained by november 1st we're going to open it up november 1st
1: well can you talk about the opportunity a facility like this creates for families that that need the shelter i mean it has an opportunity for them to be secluded in the six individual units correct as opposed to being in more of a traditional kind of Open-air shelter, it allows them to have a, just a little bit more privacy. And I'm
5: glad you said that, Luke, because a lot of people don't understand most shelters are open-air, mm-hmm. and and there's no privacy. And, and they can only have, like if they have a teenage son, the teenage son can't stay there. Um, they usually go up to age 12, and anybody over age 12, they can't have them there wow. um, because of whatever issues. Um, where they have separate apartments, separate units— um marcia has seen it well you, you can see it, you can see it the way it is it's now gonna be, when yeah. jordan and i yeah, went yeah. and
2: and toured the first open house that yeah. you had it there were there yeah. were studs and, everywhere and yeah it well was if you've
5: seen it now you'd be blown away I, mean, I wrote it, on the yeah. wall i don't know yeah. if it's
2: still like behind oh, something it's, it's but behind, no
5: it's behind something we <laughs> didn't we didn't take any of that stuff down um insulation covered it you know they put up the insulation and everything. so cool but it's there but um And I'm glad you asked that question because it is six individual apartments. It's the only animal like that out there. There is no uh, uh, transitional housing for homeless families in Morgan, Berkeley, Jefferson County. Jefferson County eventually is doing something like this, but it's got a long way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all government. A lot of that is government funded. This is funded by the people. By the people, literally, you can say, from a $5 donation, which we had many, to whatever amount that was given. uh, We had a lot of people give large amounts, um, churches, individuals, the United Way, stuff like that. And that's the neat thing. This is put together by people. No government funding whatsoever. That's why it took us a little longer to get it. But we're able to do what we want to do with it. The kind of stuff we've been doing at the main rescue mission will overflow into this. They'll be connected to all the stuff we already have plus other uh, opportunities. There'll be a case manager on staff, shelter, tenants, volunteers. Um, We'll plug these families in. Yes, it's only six families, but right now there's nothing for any. And they're
2: not going to stay there forever. No, no, it's transitional. It's
5: transitional. It's not permanent housing. It's transitional housing. And since we've done this, 12 other agencies have come in and they're taking this model back to wow. their counties, back to their states, stuff like that. Um, I know Jefferson County has been in many a times. Um, I think I counted up to eight times that they've been through the mission and done stuff, and there's a lot that they're doing. And I'm excited for that because we need more of that because um, not one one person, one organization can do it all. Well, as
2: you as you mentioned, there are a lot of uh, organizations in the panhandle who are trying to address homelessness. Mm-hmm. Some of them do it in a way that you know maybe they get uh, short term stays at hotel rooms, but the, the difference in what you do as a mission, yeah. uh, brings a different approach yes. and that accountability, accountability. Piece. So talk about that.
5: Well, there's accountability and follow up. Uh, cause when you just put somebody in a, in a motel or even you put somebody in an apartment, a local apartment, there are very few is there the daily follow up, the daily accountability that's needed. Where in the, in our situation, what we do at the mission at six at six oh eight, which is the men's mission, and then now with at six oh four Haven House, where the, the families, and then uh, Hope House with the women in Berkeley Springs. There's the accountability. There's the day to day accountability. There's the day to day case management. There's the day to day walking them through the program, walking them through life partnering with them through the ups and downs cuz they don't you know they don't always make good choices uh, even as they're in the program but we're there along with them helping them get through that ups and downs through the struggles through the stresses and that's what you don't see in a lot of other programs yes they they house them. They'll throw a roof over their head, and put them in a motel room for 30 days. But then there's no follow-up. There's no checking on them. There's no, what are you doing for those 30 days? Where are you going? Are you plugging into anything? You're doing. Whatever. They walk out in 30 days, come to us and go, well, I'm here because my, ho- my hotel voucher ran out. <laughs> what did you do for the last 30 days? Partied, had a good time, you know, did all this and stuff like that. And so we're like, oh, okay. Well, you're gonna come in here and things are gonna be different. And they go, oh, well, I don't want to stay here. I can, you know. Then they go tell people, ah. a friend of mine is a police officer. He called me there tonight. The he goes, this guy's telling me the mission's full. I told him it's not. I said, no, we're not full. Because <laughs> he, did, he didn't want to follow the rules and stuff like that. No, he's not banned from the mission. He don't want to stay here because he don't want to follow the rules. He don't want to be held accountable. And he wants to do continue to do drugs. So, you know, and, and he has the right to do that. Right. But, but a lot of people believe what people tell them when they leave the mission or, you know, and I'm going, no, the mission's not full. Even if it was, we would take them. Um, I mean, we, it's just, you know, a lady called me the other day. Well, this gentleman said he don't want to come there because you're making him get his hair cut. What? We don't make him get his (laughs) hair cut. You know, it's like, but cause we do have a group, the tri-state beauty Academy comes and does free haircuts. But we don't force you on there and make, make you get a haircut. But he took that and ran with it. Well, of course, this lady believed him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What You know, I said, please. And this was like at 10 o'clock at night, she's calling me, and she's, you know, calling me names. I'm like, really, really? You, you, I said, oh, well, you, you guys say you're Christian, and you're forcing people to get a haircut. But give me a break. We got all kinds of people with all kinds of hairstyle or no hair or whatever. You know, we make things available for them to choose if they want to do it or not. But we do hold people accountable, you, you know, urinalysis test, breathalyzer. They have to go to AA meetings, NA meetings, because we want to see them live a sober and clean life. Yes, we'd like them to be a disciple of Jesus, but if they choose not to, they're still going to walk away with some good teaching and some good moral uh, uh, understanding and decisions.
1: Well, uh, you, you touched on it there briefly. Can you give us an update on the, the Hope House there in Berkeley Springs? As you had mentioned in the past, you know, kind of. Uh, creating more opportunities for for, for women shelters in the area.
5: Yes, uh, we're gonna op- open. Uh, I'm hoping again. We're hiring staff. We're hi- we're looking for volunteers. I need staff. I need volunteers. They can go to the website. Uh, same thing in Berkeley uh, Berkeley Springs. The Hope house up there. So please, if you're out there and you're looking for a job, um, go on a, a website and sign up today. But again, nine beds. Our goal is, because we're only renting out of that facility, Mm -hmm. our goal is to get 8 to 10 acres donated to us up there in Morgan County and then build a permanent site and expand that, again, that ministry because the women have the least amount of beds in the three counties right now. And, and, and that's a fact because, you know, people say to me, and I said no, that's a fact. we They have the least amount of beds in, in the in the three counties. And, you know, the people that do this kind of work will tell you, yes, that's true. And we're, we're, we're excited to have those nine beds open up. And then, of course, the six apartments open up. So that's really 15 beds for women because— um, most of the families at, at 604 will probably be women and children, mm-hmm. if not women and children and men. So that's that's 15 beds that are going to open up November 1st. Um, we get all staffed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at November 1st. That's that's a miracle in itself. All of a sudden, just like that, I mean, 15 beds, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's next month.
5: Yeah, exactly. And trust me, I know. <laughs> Our guest this morning is Martinsburg uh,
2: Re- Union Rescue Mission Superintendent Pastor Tim Garino. Uh, wanted to talk to you uh, briefly, too, about, you know, the the OG, the the mission, yeah. and what you guys are doing, uh, how many meals a day, and,
5: and what you need. Our meals have shot up. We're o- almost now uh, upper... Uh, 8,900 or 9,200 meals a month we're serving now. Our meals have shot up incredibly. Uh, we need eggs, we need milk, uh, coffee, cream, and sugar. Going into the winter months, we're gonna need hats, gloves, socks, underwear, the female, male, uh, we're gonna need a lot of children's stuff. Um, of course, underwear, please give us new underwear, not used underwear. <laughs> you can give us used, used underwear, but we'll recycle that. <laughs> we, we need the new underwear, so a different size. We're going to need feminine hygiene products, a lot of that, now that we have females that we'll be ministering to, both families and women's shelter. so we'll need the female hygiene products. Um, we need all that stuff, but the food, we need meat, we need uh, uh, all kinds of spaghetti sauce, I can't remember all the stuff. You can go on our site. Oh, but your
2: church can adopt a a meal as well. That's right. right?
5: That's right. Take out. Take out a meal day. The church can come. Church group. We have uh, uh, civic groups. We have uh, all kinds of uh, just families come in and take the uh, the kitchen over for a day. Our guys will help. Come in. You can cook. You can serve. You can do all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, your church, your civic group, um, we had a lot of different groups in lately uh, from businesses that have come in, taking a day. Uh, we, we got our Thanksgiving meal coming up, our Christmas meal coming up. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff, but we serve seven days a week, three meals a day. You could pick a meal, come on in. You could take a Friday afternoon, Saturday. Uh, we had a group that came in just just past Saturday morning, I took the breakfast, had a blast. I think it was a real estate group. I can't remember. But <laughs> there's all kinds of, you know, anybody can come in and do that. Sign up. They can go, again, to our website. Contact Sharon, our volunteer coordinator. Sharon has the dates and all that stuff of who when they can come in and do that. But that's pretty neat. And you get to talk to the people. Right now we're serving about, we're averaging uh, for breakfast almost 70 people for breakfast. Lunch and dinner is around 150 to 160 coming wow. in every day for lunch and breakfast. Our numbers have gone up. Um, we're, we're excited. We're very thankful and we thank the Lord and we thank this community. We thank you guys for getting the word out. This community has been a blessing. We are very thankful for this community. Uh, Kevin, you guys got to meet Kevin. He's our assistant, uh, supervisor, Kevin Henry. He got to be in the, the walk this, this past Saturday with, uh, pastor Ed Hall. And they did the walk for the, um, uh, for, for the, for the drug, uh, uh, the recovery resources, yeah, right. Right, right. That's right, right. recovery resources. Mm-hmm. They did the walk in the city, and then uh, Kevin got to share his testimony, how he came through the mission and came out, now he's full-time with us. And working so, and and Pastor Ed Hall from uh, Mount Zion United mm-hmm. Church, he uh, brought brought Kevin and gave Kevin that uh, opportunity to share. So we and and a lot of our people are coming up through the program, and then eventually we'll have women that will come up through our program and then be employed through we us.
2: Bring them on to visit yeah. with us. Oh uh, yeah, so we're excited about uh, that. I'm sure if someone listening has probably uh, been very interested in, in something that you've said today, how can folks find out more?
5: They can go to the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission dot com hit hit. That's that's our webpage. All the information's on there. Even how to get a hold of me is on there. At ten o'clock at night to complain. Maybe not at ten o'clock at night to complain. complain. Yell at me because I'm making somebody get a haircut. (laughs) But you're not (laughs) At first I thought she was talking about her teenage son. I was like, what are you talking about? But I was like (laughs) I was like, okay, let me get my head unscrambled here. But uh, um, it, it's just it, you contact us that way or on Facebook or just come right on down to the mission and ask for me. I'm not hard to find. I'm not always there because I'm in many different directions now. But if you, you, you send me an email or you can uh, text me or send me a message to Facebook, I will return your uh, call or text or whatever. But uh, any anything you can donate, please donate to the mission. Hit the donate button. Uh, whether it's 604, whether it's the Hope House, or whether it's the main mission, uh, our finances are are tight right now with everything that's going on. So your donation, whether it's $5, $10, is needed, very much needed, and is very much appreciated.
1: Well, Pastor Tim, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, Good luck over these next couple of weeks, and uh, keep up the great work.
5: And thank you guys again. And please... I know if you can't make it tomorrow, please come down another I'm time. I'm rolling a little late. That's okay, <laughs> and I'll show you. I'll show you because you'll be you'll be blown away on what you what you saw.
2: Thanks
1: so God much. God bless you all.
5: Thank you. All righty, we've got more Panhandle Live coming up in just a moment.
0: We're talking about the issues that matter most to you. Now, back to Panhandle Live.
1: Final segment of Panhandle Live for this Monday, October 2nd. Before we get to uh, this fantastic reader on the Apple Potter Festival and our next guest, Marshall, we've got a traffic update.
2: The good folks at uh, Alert Berkeley say the 7100 block of Winchester Avenue, that's Route 11 um, in the southern part of the county, in the area of Teton Lane and Angel's Bar and Grill, is shut down due to a traffic accident. So drive with caution.
1: Absolutely. We'll continue to update that if uh, more details become available. But, Marcia, there's a feeling in the air during the Apple Butter Festival, and we can't wait to remind everyone just how special it really is. Featuring over 200 vendors, live entertainment and contests, the Apple Butter Festival is a place to make memories Enjoy the smell of apple butter cooking in the street. Music coming from the bandstand, exploring the stunning arts and crafts booths, the sound of people calling for hogs that thankfully never seem to show up, in the hog calling contest, or rooting on their favorite rubber duck in the duck race. Drooling over baked goods with blue ribbons, clutching raffle tickets, and hoping to win the apple butter quilt. Kids feeling like celebrities after marching in the parade. Gentlemen with beards groomed perfectly, waiting to strut their faces off for the beard contest. The Apple Butter Festival begins this weekend in Berkeley Springs. Well done. Thank you.
2: It does. And and we'll be, I'm probably going to have Happy Roan on again this week to talk about that and just give us any updates. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, our final guest joins us in studio. It's our very own Clint Gage. And uh, Clint, obviously, thank you for uh, for giving us the time and coming on tonight. But uh, a certain documentary of yours uh, is certainly going
6: to air pretty soon. Uh, yeah, October 2nd, 9 p.m. That, that would be today? I know, yeah.
2: <laughs> today? Are you going to do a watch party? Or are you sick of seeing it?
6: I, I have watched it. <laughs> I, I, I have seen it probably 20, 30 times now.
2: And and, and uh, your family? Well, you... Will you have them watching it? have seen it, it several <laughs> times, too, already. All right, so, walk us through it. Name of the documentary, what it's about. Uh,
6: well, it's uh, Horses, Heroes, and History, and it is about uh, the 90-year history of the Charlestown Racetrack, and uh, we're, we're really proud of it and um, kind of thrilled. I mean, it's going to be airing all week on West Virginia PBS, uh, or all, actually all month. It's, it's got, uh, I think, five uh, screenings already scheduled. Um, the only one I remember is the one that's... <laughs>
2: and the, they just, the, they, they'll have the rights so that it'll show up in December at midnight or something. I mean, they, they, they can do the, whatever they want to with they it. They
6: have the rights for... Uh, How does that make you feel? For three years. Oh, uh, no, no, that feels great. <laughs> that, that feels great. That's the that's the deal you sign up for. And the, the thing, one of the, uh, the parts or the aspects I love about uh, doing what I do is working with PBS and making sure that there's... Quality product out there for people at no cost. So something everybody can enjoy. Uh, it can be in schools, wherever people need to see it. And I'm 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 happy about that. That's what, that's what kind of makes it all fulfilling. Well, the
1: horse racing industry in, in Jefferson County and Charlestown is certainly something that people are more than familiar with. I don't know if we got the chance to ask you this the last time you were on, but did you have a personal relationship with the racetrack that kind of spurred you into starting this, or is it just something that just kind of popped up? No,
6: no, I did not, but my wife did. My wife works in the industry up there. And um, in fact, she uh, just this last year won a national award um, for uh, for her work. Behind the scenes. Wow. Congratulations! So yeah, awesome. she she's knocking it out of the park, and um, she kind of approached me with a, a thought of, "Hey, do you think you might be interested?" And you know, you look at it, in ninety years of history, there is a lot of a lot of a gold to mine there, and um, yeah, we uh, it, it was originally going to be like a thirty minute documentary, and we just we kept finding more stuff. Mm-hmm. Next thing we knew, it was uh, spaced out to about fifty eight minutes as the final runtime. Wow.
2: And you can see it tonight.
6: Uh, West Virginia PBS, that's correct.
2: Beginning at nine
6: nine PM, yeah.
2: And then do you do you know like with the frequency this this week or month will they or is it kind of random?
6: Uh, it's a little random. There's a couple like they're putting it on midday uh, on one. I think I think next Saturday, and then it'll uh, air again like around five before the news and. Um, we're excited because the the premiere is at you know nine p.m. So it's right after it's part of their primetime programming. So we're, very cool. We're pretty excited.
1: Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit last, uh, but before we let you go, uh, obviously people want to watch the documentary to get the, yeah. the full spectrum of uh, of things that you can learn about the horse racing industry. But something that uh, surprised you, a little factoid to to give our audience a little appetizer for them to then tune in and, and watch it later tonight.
6: Well, you know, one of the factoids I I was not aware of is that. Um, we have really a touchstone back to uh, incredible horses uh, throughout history that are very well known war admirals secretariat sea biscuit there are ancestors of those horses you know th- those descendants of those mm-hmm. horses running today wow. you know they're they're at the on our turf <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and they they run daily i mean you're really getting a chance to to experience uh, an in, you know an incredible uh, history there.
1: Well, we appreciate you giving us the time in the in the brief seconds. I'm sorry we had to squeeze you a little bit there, but uh, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Clint Gage. And if you missed any or part of today's show, you can find it coming up a little bit later on in our Panhandle Live uh, Facebook and Spotify pages. Our interviews with uh, Pastor Tim Garino, as well as Christian Lopez and Skylar Shea. But for Marsha, I've been Luke, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.